Hello and welcome to the Rapid Stop Wrestling Podcast. I'm your not so fearless and also somewhat not so happy host, Black Hat Sammy. But don't worry, I have a black hat on this time. And to and the reason why I'm not so happy is because I am still reeling from the Royal Rumble, despite despite the week of um despite the week they W had, which like they had an amazing week this week. But I'm still reeling from the bad, bad Royal Rumble in St. Louis, Missouri last week. But, fear not. We found him. We got him. We have found the culprit. We found the guy who messed up last week's Men's Royal Rumble. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to discuss Ronda Rousey's plan. She's the winner of the Women's Rumble. And the plans they have in store for her, well, more love to be desired. We'll discuss that a little bit too. And of course, I'm going to have an O to MJF and CM Punk in Chicago. I'm going to, it's going to be like an absolute, like, it's going to be an absolute appreciation segment for just that one match alone. Even though AEW had like, even though there's a ton of mat- good matches to choose from from AEW this week, but MJF and CM Punk Chicago, that that match was so special. I'm just gonna talk about it in length, not detail by detail, but just like an just like you know, just like a whole soliloquy dedicated to that match. So with that, with all this out of the way, with this intro out of the way, let's ride out, shall we? First of all, I gotta discuss what happened at the Royal Rumble last week. Um, so, last week at the Royal Rumble, it was, I mean, the Mets Royal Rumble in particular, it was bad. It was so bad to a point that it drove WWE's locker room morale to, like, I mean, from what I've heard, an all-time low. So, I mean, so, and, like, and if just one show alone can, like, literally drive locker room morale, like, have, like, locker room morale just, like, skyrocket down? That's not good news. In the middle of WrestleMania season, too. But, we found the guy. So, from, so so what I've been reading about this week, from what I've been, from what I've been hearing about this week, it's, it's like, it, like the person who messed up the Royal Rumble was Shane McMahon. He was in charge of it creatively. Um, he and he also yeah he, he also manipulated the the men's Rumble to the point that like to the point that he wanted to like be in the final four of the Royal Rumble. Which I mean, which to recap, it was Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre who. Definitely, who definitely would, who definitely you would think, if you watch wrestling long enough, you would think they would be there. But the other two, Bad Bunny and Shane McMahon, Bad Bunny, a rapper who, who showed up at last year's WrestleMania. And then you have like, and then Shane McMahon, who like literally just popped out, literally popped out of nowhere. Um, of course, it's WrestleMania. He shows up. He does his stunt, and then leaves for the rest of the year. He those those were the guys that were in the Final Four, and I'm and it's and how Shane McMahon got to the Final Four, like not not by watching the match. I I didn't even watch. I didn't even watch. I just like I just 
followed I just followed the news and what goes on WWE. Um yeah. There was a lot of like there was a lot of locker room manipulation and oh man. He basically jousted his way to the top, to say the least. And I um, and like he he fought with like a lot of riders. He fought like a lot of folks backstage, and well, and well, like he got what he wanted, and he got what he 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 got what he wanted while he was while he was kind of like the um the one creatively in charge of the Royal Rumble, and oh man, it just leaves a lot of people. You would imagine it would leave like a lot of bad taste in like people's mouths, um, especially work like backstage and stuff. But, but moreover, from like a macro sense of things, you want your Royal Rumble to be good, typically. And this year's Royal Rumble, I know WWE has like you know every five years you're either gonna have a really bad Rumble or a really or a really really sublime Royal Rumble. This year was a very bad Royal Rumble, like, just in general. And, well, and, well, like, it's just, like, like, this whole catastrophe, it was, like, it was so bad. Not only drove locker room morale down, but it also, but it also, um, but it also lead to Shane McMahon, um, um, being let go from WWE. From what sense specifically, I don't know. I don't know if it's like Shane McMahon the wrestler or Shane or like Shane McMahon like the or like Shane McMahon creatively like it was like go but that that was just that's like complete that's completely unex that's like completely unexpected but but also but also um but also you kind of see like it was just so bad to the point that like Shane McMahon was like just like go which you, which like those, which like the sentence, Shane McMahon has been let go from WWE. If you watch wrestling long enough, or like if you have like an idea of like, just like what professionally of like, what it, what like the WWE is, Shane McMahon is the son of Vince McMahon, and and to put it lightly, the son was let go by his father, so. That by its own, it's like it's shocking, but it was. Just, but like it was just like, but you kind of just, I don't know. You kind of just get the sense of how bad Rumble was to the point. I mean, it was just so bad. Worst of all, worse. I mean, the worst part of the worst part about it, or one of the worst things about it, is that Bad Bunny, who's like in the final four, or who was in the final four. He has tour dates the same weekend as WrestleMania. Except like except like the WrestleMania this year is in Dallas. It's over like Jerry's World over in Arlington. Bad Bunny performs in Miami the same weekend as WrestleMania. So I mean that kind of solidifies that there's like no point in like putting Bad Bunny to the in like into the final four. That also just like leaves um, that also kind of like just leaves like you know a lot of question marks surrounding WWE and their creative decisions, which of course the question marks have been there for quite a while, 
especially since WWE has been messing up in, like, many unorthodox ways. So, yeah. Speaking of WWE messing up in unorthodox ways, you there's the whole sod, there's the whole um deal with Saudi Arabia and and I think like the Saudi royal family or something. Speaking of Saudi, like speaking of all that, speaking of WWE of bad WWE decisions, Goldberg's back. He's back for the Elimination Chamber. And he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns. Am I surprised? No. Am I going to talk about it in depth? No. I'm not like, what? You expect me to talk about Goldberg? You expect me to talk about like, you know, like, oh, Goldberg's back, but like he's a fossil. Or, oh, Goldberg's going to be the WWE champion. At this point, I don't really care. I don't really care anymore. Like, Goldberg was good, like, you know, he in, like, the late 90s, um, early 2000s, when, like, WCW was still a thing on TNT, and, like, he was just a dominant champion back then. Nowadays, like, nowadays, it's, like, it's a shell, he's a shell of his former self, but the, but he's, but don't get me wrong, Goldberg is, like, he's, you know, he's a very prominent figure in wrestling. Like, just wrestling in general, and I gotta respect that. But outside of, like, you know, outside of that, like, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Uh, you know what? At this point, I'm just like, hey, WWE, just do whatever the heck you want. Just as long as Roman is still the WWE champion. God forbid we see Goldberg going against Brock Lesnar main eventing WrestleMania. If that were to happen, boy. Well, boy, well, a future episode of mine will literally just be... Well, well, I don't know. We'll see. I might be angry, or I might be drunk. We'll see. Spe- now, continuing with WWE and WrestleMania, um, we as as like as some of you got as some of you may know, Ronda Rousey won the Women's Royal Rumble last weekend. On, last weekend in St. Louis, um, the um. She last eliminated Charlotte Flair, um, woo, um, and we, and we were left this question on whether or not we were going to see, um, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch at WrestleMania this year. I mean, that was originally the plan, but nepotism kind of ha- ha- kind of forced its hand here because Charlotte wanted to. You know, she kind of, this is kind of like my opinion, but this is my opinion. Charlotte wanted to, like, wrestle Ronda Rousey. And I believe when she found out that that Ronda was going against Becky, as, like, kind of the original plan, Charlotte was like, no, I want to match with Ronda Rousey. Becky has it, but I want mine too. That's my Charlotte impression, my Charlotte Flair impression. I'm honestly over it, and now because of good old nepotism, we have Charlotte going against Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. It's been confirmed. It's been confirmed since um since Friday night. Um, you, Ronda Rousey made an appearance at SmackDown, and basically they challenge, and basically they be, you know, they they have the match. They have the match in in Dallas, likely main event, just as so Charlotte can be a main event in one of the nights of WrestleMania. 
Becky Lynch might rest, probably wrestle um, Bianca Belair or somebody else. It's, I don't know. Ah. Uh, I guess frust—I guess frustrating, but not surprising. Yeah, you know what? Let's just let's just move on from the Fed and let's talk about like. So let, let's talk about happier things, shall we? Let's talk about. Hold on one second. Let's just let's just take a deep breath. I know, like, for me, WWE is talking about WWE is like pretty it's pretty stressful you know so i mean it's it's one thing i loved as a child as a teen and and like as and like parts of it i enjoyed as a um as a young adult but now it's like you want the you want the product to succeed so badly there's even people you want i mean there's people there's even people you like you want them to succeed but w but like the people who are in charge of wwe they just do their thing, and well, they just spit in your face and just crush your dreams, and that's why we have AEW. That's why we have like New Japan. We have all these other all these other wrestling promotions we can watch. The great thing about wrestling is because it's like you get to watch like there's like you know there's almost something somebody likes, you know. It's kind of like Netflix. There's like if you want true crime, you watch it. If you like sports documentaries, you they have it. If you ha- if you um, if you want like action comedy from like the 1980s, they have it. So so I mean, so like that's kind of like a magical thing about wrestling and I mean that's kind of like the magical thing about AEW. And AEW had a very 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 good week last week well this well the week well this well this past week they had like a show they had like two sh- they had like shows they had a show in chicago and like and what i can what i can say is that they did not have it, it did not disappoint i can say to the point that like any of like the AEW matches you, there wasn't like a single bad match there wasn't a single like and like and like a lot of segments in AEW, like it was pass. It was like for me at worst passable. And I'm talking about the segment between Dan Lambert and um and and um and Brandy. A lot of people didn't like it. Of course, Brandy has to go away heat, but but honestly, I enjoyed it. Like it's sports. It's like sports entertainment, but like sports entertainment done right. You know, like what you kind of see in like. You know, a typical sports entertainment segment back in, like, say, yeah, the 2000s. Can't say the 1990s, though, because the 1990s, it had, like, you know, it had, like, a lot of crazy things, but, or the early 2000s, for that matter. But, um, but AW had a very good week, but the one match, the one match I really enjoyed was the match between MJF and CM Punk in Chicago. CM Punk coming out as like the natural baby face. He he was in his home he was like his um in his hometown of Chicago. The CM it literally means Chicago made. So he's literally the Chicago made punk. And he was and like he had cheers and stuff. It was his homecoming. It was it was like or one of his many homecomings essentially. 
and uh, oh, it's a, <laughs> Discord's going off. But yeah, like you had CM Punk on one side, and on the other side you had Big Bad Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF, Long Island's favorite son, and he was coming in there. He was coming in there. He was going into the mid Midwest. Like a bat, like the bad boy heel he was, and the whole match was just amazing. The length of the match it felt apropos for like a match of this magnitude, for a match of this magnitude, and and like how I watched it personally in my bedroom, it w- it felt in my room it felt like it felt like I was watching a pay per view match. It it just felt it felt like watching a pay per view match or in WWE talk a premium live event, but thankfully we thankfully AEW we still define define you know we still call it like just pay per views, but but and every promotion outside of WWE we just call we just call it pay per views. But like the max the match between MJF and CM Punk felt like a pay per view match. It was it like the match just went all over the place. And I mean, it wasn't like it fell all over. It, it went all over the place. There was even like you know action, and like they even went to the crowds and stuff. And I love how Bryce Remsburg, who in my opinion one of the best referees in like all of wrestling, um, he fo- he follow he followed them. And like I know, and like I know this is the commentary team, which which Jr. Tony Excalibur did a fantastic job calling that match. I love how they noticed that, like, nice job by ref by um by by Bryce Rensburg following the guys, just so we just so we don't have a um a, a um a countout, and that's like, I mean, the details like just everything was so good, and then um the Pepsi plunge, which is like which is which is a pedig which is literally a pedigree from um from the from like from the ropes. It just it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was just like it told a great story too because both of these guys struggled. CM Punk with his older age and his bones struggled like no struggled noticeably, but he still fought and he sold it and he sold everything very well. MJF sold everything very well. It just like felt so good and at the end like Warlow showed up and like Warlow made his presence felt like just showing just showing up there gave um gave the diamond gave the um dynamite diamond ring um di- gave the dynamite diamond ring say that three times as fast gave the diamond ring to MJF and Bryce and Bryce didn't see it so and so MJF had the had the diamond ring he punched he punched CM Punk with his right hand of course and and punk went down one two three it was just a oh my god it was just such a beautiful and beautifully well done match i loved every single last second of it a pay-per-view match on live television and you had the heel mjf like literally the most miserable bad boy in all of AEW beat CM Punk in the Windy City, the second city. 
and he and he did the and he did the crisscross applesauce. He he sit he sat crisscross applesauce on CM Punk after the match with Wardlow standing in the background, likely proud of himself for what for what he did for doing his role for MJF. Which I thought the turn was going to come, but the turn hasn't come yet. But we have all of this closing out the show. Well done. Just beautiful. It was just beautiful. And it felt special too, because you're not, because, because you're, you are not going to have those type of matches like every week. Maybe, maybe every six months on live television. But, well, I can't say every six months now because of the whole, because of like, you know, Brian Danielson's like whole deal with, um, with, with Hangman and, and Brian Danielson's whole deal with, um, with, um, with Kenny Omega. But, but still, like, every time AW had, one, every time AW has those long, long singles matches that are like past 30 minutes. You know, it's it's bound to be something very special on live television, and you know I'm so appreciative of the match, and uh, you know, it's just it's just what makes wrestling great, and I have to you know I have to tip my cap off to AEW, the whole creative team, um, CM Punk, MJF, Bryce Remsburg, the commentary team, Tony in the back. All of them, I tip my cap to you guys. So, yeah. And there's, like, so many matches, like, in AEW that week that, like, that was, like, so good. I can, but that match was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's, you, you have to, yeah. Like, I recommend this match. It's not, it's not a New Japan match in the Dome, but... That's gonna be like six stars. Say I don't know, Kotobushi going against Will Osprey or Tetsuya Naito versus Kasuchika Okada. No, but like this, but like if I were to recommend a wrestling match to anybody, I recommend this match. Out of out of out of all the wrestling matches, which of course there's many recommend from, I'd recommend this match alone. Excellent story, excellent wrestling. Just. It's it's just beautiful. It's not the perfect wrestling match, but it's just a, so good of a wrestling match. You cannot recommend. So yeah, that's my whole O to MJF and CM Punk. MJF and CM Punk. Um, this week, um, Tony for this week, there's going um the forbidden door is going to be broken. Um, maybe there we're gonna we're gonna see a debut of somebody. I don't know who's just yet, but speculations in the air of like you know. Of uh, maybe name and address withheld, making a debut. Maybe it could be vacant. I don't know. I'm excited. So, yeah. Um. So this has been this week's episode of the Romp and Stop Wrestling Podcast. Um. Yeah. I just I just need some time just to I just need some time to just t- still take in um this whole match between MJF and CM Punk. It's been days, but I have to take it in, man. I have to. Take it in, man. Like Chris Jericho say. So, so he would say, "Drink it in, man." But hey, 
it's, you know, from an old company with, like, old crappy ideas, but anyways. So, yeah, this has been this week's episode of the Romp and Stop Wrestling Podcast. Um, and just, you know, be stay, be safe, be happy, um, and cherish what you have. And with all of this being said, I hope to catch you guys on the other side of the sunset or the sunrise or whatever. So, yeah, I'll ride my way out. Bye.